0: Welcome to the Industry Horror Coffin Cast. I'm your host David, and well, we got a very familiar guest coming by. He is—he does sports radio local in Metro County. He's also a stand-up comedian. It is Tom. I fought Turkey. Was a dark horse, not dark meat. McLean. It's great to have you back here once again on the industry horror coffin caster. i really do appreciate it tom well thanks
1: for having me back nathan and sorry about the uh scheduling mix-up <laughs> we started a few minutes later than we had anticipated
0: it's fine it, it's fine like you so said it's let's, podcast
1: life, right that's how it works
0: yeah yeah it sure is so what Let's talk about the NHL playoffs. Now, of course, with last season, they had the round robin for the top four seeds. But they decided, you know what, let's just keep on changing things up. So instead of having a conference, you know, eight seed for each conference, they decided to have it be four teams from each division. Uh, that's a very interesting direction for the NHL right there.
1: Yeah, I think uh, But I think it's a good one, though, because I think. With more teams getting an opportunity to get in, and and the um, the wealth being spread, uh, so to speak, I just think it's a I think it's a good way to go. Plus, it lets the Canadians make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The yeah, the one time that Canada was hoping for a Canadian team to be in the Stanley Cup final, it ends up being the Montreal Canadiens. And once again, we have the defending Stanley Cup champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, returning back.
1: And the Tampa Bay Lightning is the team. Like, that's a really, that's the hockey team that I really, I really, after winning it last season, and then the whole Tom Brady to Tampa, it just feels like there's so much positive sports energy in Tampa. It seems like that's the place to be right now.
0: Yeah, there's a reason why they call it Champa Bay right now.
1: It's insane. They just keep taking all the titles. So we'll see. I mean, you have to root for Tampa, right? Can you, can you root for a Canadian team living in California? Is that okay? I, I don't think that's all right, is it?
0: Well, I mean, these Montreal Canadians, you know, with their history back around the, the, the 60s and 70s, they were pretty much similar to the New York Yankees in a way. So no, I am not going to root for them having one more title. Definitely don't want them to win their twenty fifth twenty fifth Stanley Cup.
1: Wow, that's for sure. Yeah, that's insane. Was that like the Henry Ritchie days or the <laughs> or was it Henry Richard? I'm good. I'm really bad with hockey names. I'm I'm good with football names, but hockey for some reason I get everybody confused. It's all those European twists on the names and stuff.
0: I thought you were actually new your hockey. I mean, the way some of your hockey posts are, you're a lot better than I am. I I, I was just, I well, mean, I I had to I'm look a huge up hockey
1: fan now. But going back, I don't. I I wasn't a hockey. I only started being a hockey fan like the last year. I kind of followed it a little bit, but I but I really became a hockey fan like in the last year. So my hockey knowledge has gone up, but uh, I haven't quite. Delved too much into the hockey history, like I didn't. I didn't realize the Canadians had that much of a, a you know, champion pedigree. But so I, but I can't. You know, you can't root for those guys.
0: Yeah, but it's also kind of hard to root for the Tampa Bay Lightning because the way that Tampa Bay has been in sports lately, and also, do you really want to prove to them that Lightning can strike twice?
1: Right. <laughs> Well, here's a reason to root for the Canadians. Tyler Toffoli, to play for the L.A. Kings. He uh, won the, the two titles, the two Stanley Cups with the Kings, and he's with the Canadians now. So maybe maybe that's a reason to root for them, right?
0: The only thing that I'm rooting for is hopefully we end up having a classic Stanley Cup final. That's oh, yeah. what I'm rooting
1: for. Hockey's so great. They, the games have all been really good. The matchups and the playoffs have been pretty amazing. There hasn't been any really lopsided matchups, you know. I've, re- I've really enjoyed this season. It's been a, a really great season.
0: Well, hockey is usually the one that is, in a way, similar to March Madness with college basketball. Usually it's not the best team that end up moving on. It's usually the best team that, Ends up getting hot at the right time. Yeah. And a- you see a lot more upsets in NHL playoffs as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's the teams that are streaking and the teams that are hot. And we're going to see that a little more in the NFL now that their season's been extended an extra game because the NFL, there's been those teams like the 49ers 10 and 6 and, and 88 ended up winning a Super Bowl. And they, you know, in the middle of that season, they're thinking about changing quarterbacks. They're thinking about getting rid of the coach, all that stuff. And then they, they got hot. They went on to win that Super Bowl, and then the following year, they just dominated the entire season, won another Super Bowl. So <laughs> it just goes to show, in, in any sport, you can go hot or cold, and sometimes even the greatest teams, they have their moments. So it's just, it's just great just to watch it all unfold. It's the best drama there is.
0: Absolutely. I, I definitely agree with that. So let's get to the NBA playoffs. Speaking of getting a little bit crazy, the NBA playoffs, of all things, Instead of having just the usual suspects, it gets crazy with some small market teams making it to the conference finals as well. And the LA Clippers of all teams making it to the Western Conference Finals. I'm not really shocked about the Phoenix Suns. I mean, if you watch the way that they played their last 10 games uh, last season, I mean, the Phoenix Suns, it it was just, okay, they just need to find the right coach. And I think they definitely found that in Williams right
1: now. Yeah, Monty Williams is a great coach, and he's been he's been head coaching probably what twenty years now, something like that. I remember when he was a player. I remember when he was with uh, San Antonio. I used to have season tickets for um, for the Sacramento Kings, and of course, San Antonio would come to town. I think two or three times a year, and uh, just I, I just remember as a player, it's so awesome to see those guys. You don't really know they're 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 kind of not guys that stand out necessarily on the court, but then they're the ones with the minds that got them there. You know. Uh, this is, that's a uh, Monty wins is a great coach maybe the key is uh look for
0: former san antonio spurs players because they were coached under greg popovich so maybe look for just look for former san antonio spurs players and then have them be coaches tony parker tim duncan come on down
1: yeah exactly <laughs> pretty much i mean it does seem like there is a, a an amazing coaching tree that comes from him so is, is Avery Johnson still out there coaching? Because he was a, a really good coach back uh, back when I stopped paying attention to basketball a little bit.
0: Uh I'm I'm not really quite sure. I, I I've just been kind of checking now and then with with basketball. I you know, I mean, I, I'm just kinda had it just kind of feels similar to, to a breakup in a way with sports. Like I, I hope that sports finds a way, you know, to get back.
1: Yeah. You know
0: being yeah, that-
1: Basketball is kind of, you have LeBron who's not likable unless you like him and and not a lot of people like him. So for him to be the face of of basketball and his dramatics and all that, I, I really think that it's not good for the sport. <laughs> it, it's as big of a mega star as he is. And I know his autographs are worth two, $3,000 each, but there's something about him being the face of the league that I think hurts the, hurts it a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But the Phoenix Suns find a way to end up winning it, then everybody will think uh, Devin Booker or maybe even Aiton in a way uh, becomes the new face of basketball right there.
1: Yeah, and I think that that I think a small market team winning would be big for basketball right now because basketball is has this bad dark cloud hanging over it because they've been known to favor the big market teams over the small market teams in free agency deals in, you know, in um, uh, uh, approving trades and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and even the officiating, they've, they've been known to lean on officials to favor like the Knicks and the Lakers, because that's a lot of money that's at stake. and uh, And so I think a small market team could, restore a little bit of faith back in the sport, you know, boxing went through that a few times where something had to happen, where faith had to be restored in the sport. And, and then now well, with boxing, now you've got YouTube stars fighting basketball players. I don't even know what's going on with boxing. I don't even know the box. I'd be so mad right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. But then you would take and you get $110 million in what? And, in- in 30 minutes and you get to beat up that uh, YouTuber that a lot of people don't like. And uh, as an added bonus, you have a way to get your anger, man, get your anger management on, you know, the fact that this is so ridiculous. Boom, boom, boom.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the, I think if that was going, if those opportunities were going to real boxers and I, and I obviously Mayweather Pacquiao, those guys are real boxers, but like, um, you know if those opportunities are going to boxers that are out there that are grinding that are out there working hard that maybe haven't been on a, on a marquee yet or they they've been in the main event but they haven't been the main event you know uh, a lot of those, a lot of those fighters male and female they, they work and every day of the week they put in you know 12 14 hour days and then you know some youtube star shows up at a basketball game and talks trash to Floyd Mayweather and gets this shot and you know, they say, "Oh, it's good for boxing because people are watching boxing." You're like, "No, people are watching a circus. That's not boxing." You know,
0: <laughs> and what well, yeah, they might as well watch YouTubers try to debate with politicians.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I mean, why not? It's it's, uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's it's one of those things where you really, I, and I think, uh, as a comedian, I think I think comics and and uh and like fighters kind of sympathize with each other a little bit because the grind can be really hard and really mentally exhausting and i think there's some similarities there definitely the fighters have a much better work ethic than the comedians but <laughs> i think that uh um oh I, forgot where I was going with that. oh the the fighters i just think they put in all that effort and then you see somebody who's Owned a pair of boxing gloves for 14 months. Step into a ring and make more money than you've ever imagined and you're ever going to get. I think that's kind of, you know, I don't think that's good for the, those athletes. I, I kind of it makes me feel for them a little bit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So it it's kind of funny that the sports sports media. Uh, getting back to the NBA playoffs, I do apologize. But that is a, an interesting topic about boxers. I, I never really think about. Uh, you know, boxers. You they go, oh, you know, take any money, but no. Uh, boxers. There's a lot of boxers out there that do it for the the ethics of the of the sport for mm-hmm. boxing, which which shows I don't really know much about boxing, but but uh, you can tell for some of them they they have ethics and they're like okay, this is just getting out of hand of what boxing has become. But <laughs> speaking of out of hand, the sports media. Uh, you, for the NBA playoffs. Uh, is getting I am thinking that low reigns are going to happen with the small market teams uh, playing each other, but it's actually kind of became the opposite. A lot more people are actually watching, and mm. I want to actually tell you something funny. So uh, there's a sports podcast uh, called uh, Tiki and Tierney, and he said that none of the progress, not uh, progress, pro- grass i do believe that's the word mm-hmm. uh predicted the atlanta hawks uh no one predicted atlanta hawks versus milwaukee bucks and being the eastern conference finals and i would like to say to them uh i beg to differ i didn't have them but i did mention that i would like to see them being the eastern conference finals i thought it was one of those matchups that I would like to see, but I didn't think was going to happen. So in a right. way, yeah, in a way no, I kind of predicted it.
1: <laughs> yeah, the the NBA I, I think there's that logical side. You know that the NBA tries to do what they can to avoid that from happening. Which is kind of sad because you look back, I, I mean I'm going back to ninety was it like ninety nine, maybe? Yeah, yeah. San Antonio maybe Spurs,
0: that's the New York Knicks.
1: Yeah. Oh, I was th- I was thinking the uh when Sacramento played against the Seattle Supersonics. That was a, that was a series. I mean, it, that was way back. That might've been even before that, but it was, it was, it was way back it went, when uh, Gary Payton, Sean Kemp and, um, and then Sacramento had Mitch Richmond and it, it was like a, it, and that got a lot of attention and that was too, and, you know, Seattle was kind of c- considered a smaller market team at that time. And I mean, they ended up losing their team. So obviously they weren't considered a supported team, but um I I think that the NBA should have learned a lesson from that. I think they get the attention, and I think you start meddling with sports, you're gonna you're risking with losing your real fan base. You're not you you know the the fans that you want are the ones that you're gonna lose if you're doing anything with without integrity. And that's the I, you know I'd like to think that the day that died with the David Stern era. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me uh, of one of the stories uh, with the with the College World Series. Uh, NC State with the uh, COVID protocol, mm-hmm. and and they didn't have enough players that, because of COVID protocol. Oh, and yeah. so so the NCAA decided to have Vanderbilt move on, and NC State doesn't even get a chance. And I really feel you know terrible for the kids because they they. With a great bunch of of players and also college, you know, college students as well, and they and they get robbed that opportunity just because of a protocol, and we're just about getting out of a pandemic as well, and it's just terrible because then it shows that there's no limit now, and it could be just big market, big market teams or well known. Uh, prestigious uh, universities that will get to move on and even get close to even being considered a champion while, you know, it just, it's just game way out of hand and someone's got to find a way to make control. Even if it has to come to the point that we might have to make another a uh, collegiate association or another association or Or a union, or something of a grounds of to say, hey, this is gay. I have we're gonna keep this under control. You know that way, this is fair and balanced.
1: Yeah, is that maybe somebody that has the better interests of the players rather than the better interests of the money? (laughs) I mean, that's all. That's all the NCAA is ever about. Is 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 following the money, and it's uh, it's unfortunate because we've lost so many great, you know, American athletes because of that because they had to struggle because the NCAA put them through that unnecessarily.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So getting back to, let, let's talk a little bit about the uh, LA Clippers and maybe the possibility of the legacy for Ty Wu. Because yeah. remember, Tai Wu became a, a coach. Let, let me see. I think it was 2016, right? For the Cleveland Cavaliers, he came in because... Because well, LBJ wasn't a big fan of the coach David Black. so and also yep. they were were on a losing streak, so they right. dropped him. They they got Ty Lu. Ty Lu comes in and he helps the Cavs win their first ever NBA Finals, of course with LBJ's help as well. You you know because like prime, he, he was yeah. the coach, but also LBJ was a player and, and they also
1: they did build a team around him too. It wasn't yeah, it wasn't just him. He went he went back. He he had people follow him. <laughs> <laughs> in order to do that, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So,
0: this could be... If, if somehow Tyra finds a way...
1: Without to Leonard, get, yeah. Without Leonard, this would be so huge. Because Kawhi Leonard's not playing, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it could be a possibility that he might not even play till maybe... If they find a way to make the NBA Finals, you know, maybe... If, if they're lucky, uh, he gets to play the last game of the NBA Finals if they make the NBA Finals. But...
1: He'll still find a way to be MVP huh? in one game. <laughs> but yeah, I remember, I mean, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with the player on the bench that doesn't impress you at all. And the next thing you know, he's a, he's a, you know, a great coach and, you know, say what you will. Oh, LeBron's doing this. It takes, it takes somebody with some sort of uh, personable skills to deal with somebody like LeBron and deal with the 11 other guys sitting next to him. Because you're not just dealing with LeBron, and you're not just dealing with you know a group of guys. You're dealing with the whole relationship between him and them. So you have to kind of keep that. And that's a very difficult thing. And obviously, uh, David, I think his name was David Blattie said, uh, that he had a tough time. And, and it was well known by the time he was fired that LeBron didn't like him. So LeBron telegraphed, I'm getting rid of you. The the Tyron Lou hasn't had any, as far as I know, any kind of little uh, anything with anybody, and and uh, and I think the players really appreciate him, you know. And you and you've well, got the Clippers have some big mega stars, although they kind of known to have the the ones they have are kind of the more humble ones. Like Kawhi Leonard's not known to have a big ego, and you know, be hard to deal with.
0: Yeah, and also a uh, Mann, Man apparently literally took a uh, manned up, literally, <laughs> just literally like man up, like all right, it's yeah, see, here I come.
1: I, yeah, I remember back when Tyron Lue was on the on the bench uh, with with Kobe and Shaq on those Lakers teams back then. That was uh, I had season tickets during those days in Sacramento, so I could see him a few times a year, a few times a year. It's probably like eight times a year because they always played each other in the playoffs. They would, distinguish, they would uh, get rid of us, whatever the word is for that. <laughs> eliminate? Yeah, eliminate. I was trying to find a more aggressive word, but I couldn't. You know, my vocabulary is not that great before I have my caffeine. And yes, I haven't had my caffeine and it's two o'clock in the afternoon or something like that.
0: oh i I usually just drink water and i'm all ready to go that's my coffee
1: oh good for you man but that's the way if you could do that then do that because you know everybody i know that has the caffeine dependency it's like it's harder to break than any other kind of anything like it's harder to break than i believe it's harder to break than cigarettes i believe it's harder to break than you know well, maybe not alcohol for everybody. I don't want to put that out there because everybody has their own struggles with their own things. But I, for me, caffeine's the hardest one. So if you can avoid that, that's a, I, that's amazing. And, and my kids, they they don't drink caffeine. So you know, that's I don't want them to go through that. That's kind of something that we decided for them.
0: I mean, to get back with Tyler, the only confrontation that he had was with Allen Iverson in 2001 of the NBA Finals. But he he just got stepped over, and that was pretty much it. I mean, everybody's going to remind him. But if he finds a way with the Clippers, he gets gets the last laugh because he found a way to get the other L.A. team that people kept on saying to not just the NBA Finals but possibly winning. And I'm going to say a statement, and I think – Half people will agree with me and people might think I'm kind of insane, but whoever wins the Western conference finals, I think wins the NBA finals.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think, I think the, I think the Western conference is a, is a, is where the majority of the talent is right now. And, uh, and these guys have had to go out and play playoff level basketball all season long. And and I think you just, I really do think that that uh, that the Western Conference team is going to be the team.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy because I remember when Chris Paul went from Houston Rockets to Oklahoma City Thunder, and then they gave him to the Phoenix Suns. And I'm just thinking, you know, this could bizarrely be the closest that he might have a chance at being in the NBA Finals. And that's true. <laughs> I mean, I I thought I would not say that. It's almost similar to saying, "And the Clippers move on from the second round." That, wait, that can't be right.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's about time, and it it would be it would be a great thing, and uh, you know, hopefully, we could all forget the Elgin Baylor era and the uh, you know all those years before that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so the Euro Cup has been happening right now, and and I'm I'm starting like I mean similar to you with hockey. You weren't really into it till last you know last year. I've been kind of going from uh, something similar with uh, football, uh-huh. uh, as in the soccer that we call soccer, but I'm calling it football. Right. I I've been watching. The Euro Cup and checking on updates, and I I've been even. I'm I'm just curious, uh, what kind of attack would you have if somehow for some bizarre reason, it looks Tottenham is really desperate for a manager right now. So would number one, would you take the position with with the pressures of finding a way to have time? finally winning the champions league uh would you take that option or not
1: (laughs) oh man that's a tough one i honestly i i couldn't tell you that's uh i am uh i am a very new uh, i'm a soccer outside of american football novice um but uh, the energy that's going through that sport right now is amazing and the way it's growing in the United States. So I know that I've got to start paying more attention because there's no way that uh, I can stay a sports guy if I don't keep up on the world's biggest sport.
0: Yeah, that, that's definitely true. That, that was one. Of, that's what I was thinking myself. It, it's the reason why I get turned off because it, it feels sometimes they try to do Shakespeare. Oh me, oh, whoa, I fell. Please give me the penalty shot and make <laughs> justice with me. Oh, it would make such a, you know, it, it just feels that sometimes and it's like, okay, you just obviously fell, you know, right. while, while the ladies just fall down and they get right back up. If a lot more of the men got up, then definitely I would fall be falling a lot more of the of the world football.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got to show them some uh, hockey games. Go, hey, you watch this. This this is how you do it. You see that guy, his arm fell off. He's, he's going to pop it back in, and he'll be back in the second period. Like that's, <laughs> that's what they need to do with the soccer game. Yeah, the, the flops in soccer are amazing.
0: So getting back to the Euro Cup. So it's the round of 16, and recently Denmark beat Wales. For now do you think that denmark because especially with uh, christian eric what happened to christian Ericsson? do you do you think denmark could go far with that spirit of you know because of what happened to christian Ericsson?
1: well i think if if any sport is a momentum sport it's soccer and i think that that's one of those the the sports where people really rally behind you know their their teammates and i think that uh you know anything can happen when you have a team that's hot and that's working together.
0: So basically, you're saying you could see. that De- You wouldn't be surprised if Denmark found a way to get to the semifinals. Is that what you're trying to tell me?
1: I guess, <laughs> yeah. I guess you're right.
0: <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, the draw that they had. I I think the only team, the only team that they would have to worry if they did find a way to move on passes the Netherlands. Or winner of Germany and England, but it was that draw right there that they have. That they, they are very fortunate to have that draw, and, and then then pretty much Italy, Portugal, Belgium, you know, on the other side.
1: Right, right. Whew, man, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting to see.
0: So I I think it I think it will end up being Italy versus Netherlands in the final, you know, out of the round of sixteen. I, Netherlands has been on a roll lately. Italy has been on a win streak. I know a win streak can end at some point, but they've also had plenty of clean sheets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for people out there, clean sheets means uh, shutting down teams. So it would be a shutout. So. Right. They don't give up any goals. Wow,
1: man! So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not—I don't know enough about soccer to add anything intelligent. <laughs> I, li- I no, like no, that. it's I okay. Like I just—I <laughs> I like how informed you are on it, though, because I don't know a lot of people that are are following. To it's it's—I think it's great. I it's a lot of times sports fans there's your sports fans and then your, there's your soccer fans and they like there's people that like american sports and then there's people like soccer and they're usually not necessarily the same person and so i just think that's awesome because that's something i really want to do and i've tried many times to cross over a little more into soccer and uh you know and i always kind of wanted to try to cross over into hockey and for hockey it just took going to a game so maybe maybe i'll go down and check out lafc or or something and see what happens
0: or you could check the LA Galaxy. I mean they're they're well known for winning the MLS Cup.
1: Yeah, that's true. I go there too. <laughs> I just couldn't remember their names. <laughs>
0: no, it's okay. I they have been going through a lot of different names and there have been more addition of teams. I, you just can't get uh, caught up. I'm kind of annoyed that uh, most uh, football leagues treat MLS as the retirement league sometimes. Right, right, right. And it's just that's not all true. I mean, we have Zlatan. Zlatan, I think it's Ibrahim Manovic. Uh-huh. I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> wow. So I, I just want to tell you something funny with, because uh, I know you're a sports expert.
1: I consider you a sports expert. But well, thanks. Probably hardly tell it by listening to me today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Trust me, if, if I was talking about NFL, he would be all over, and he and we would both agree that, let's face it, the Houston Texans would see this uh, additional game as just, oh, that's just one more game to lose.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> One more, one more game to torture a bunch of professionals.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, by the way, the majority of football experts, uh, mostly uh, from ESPN, you know, after seeing the performance with England in their group stage, and England being the Euro, the the experts, they still have England being in the Euro Cup final, which which doesn't make any sense unless if they know something as in uh, England found a way to clone Raheem Sterling and put him in nearly every position or Southgate having a seance to have the spirit of the coaching ability of Alex Ferguson. (laughs) I don't see it happening. (laughs) Are they watching the same Euro Cup? Because two goals in three games and both from the same guy, Raheem Sterling,
1: <laughs> yes,
0: they did get seven points and won their group. But can you imagine hearing a commentator, especially for football, yeah, they have scored only seven points per game, but I see him winning the Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> or a baseball commentators saying, for example, the Chicago Cubs have scored an average of two runs per game, but I think they can win the World Series. I mean, really? <laughs> it just doesn't add up. <laughs> Almost similar to naming a stream service Peacock instead of Universal. I mean. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And for I a lot of
0: you people out there That are listening uh, in, in a way I'm kind of Trying a little bit of Stand up comedy a, a little bit So if you are <laughs> in the Santa Paula area At some point in July I might come by for an open mic And I really Enjoy Tom and Because number one I actually want to hear how he does his stand up <laughs> comedy Number one Right. And number two, let's face it. I just want some guaranteed glass instead of crickets. If I went to venture or anywhere else.
1: <laughs> well, you come out, we do, we do our open mic on every, uh, every Monday. Uh, usually I'm trying out new stuff. So, but I do always do a little set. And, uh, every Monday from, uh, seven to about nine. And, um, but we start at 7. If you want to try comedy, sign up at 6.45. And, uh, and that's how we do it. So anybody that's interested in coming and check them out, do so. All right. Let,
0: let's talk about, because everybody will wonder, this is the industry horror coffin cast. Did I accidentally came across a different podcast?
1: <laughs> no, we are
0: getting to that. We are getting to that because we wanted to save this as the main Main priority, we just want to get you know our sports selves you know out of the way, so that way we can mm-hmm. discuss you know the advantage of having a stand-up comedian and someone that has reviewed horror movies, horror mm-hmm. movies, excuse me, <laughs> I, I horror movies.
1: Yeah, you got to add the extra "or." Yeah, otherwise, otherwise it's a totally <laughs> different type of movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: otherwise, they're like, sorry, we can't, we can't have this on. You know, th- this is not for family. This is not for family audience out there.
1: Yeah, you gotta put that parental guidance warning now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So we'll be discussing premises that we would want to see for a horror comedy. So to explain uh, a premise or a tagline and and the title, and we also name uh, what we think of the monster. And if we want to, we don't have to, but if we want to, we'll even get a little bit in deep detail with discussion of of what the monster is. But before that, I just want to mention, I found out there's a basketball tournament uh, involving college alumni, and there's a team that is called the Autism Army, which I don't mind. That's great. But the logo is a bunch of puzzle pieces. Uh, First off, uh, the enough with the puzzle pieces and also missed opportunity for an infinity basketball hoop as your logo okay <laughs> please uh, people out there the uh, for the autism community please uh, use a, a little bit more of the infinity loop that's that's more of the symbol 40
1: the- i'm back <laughs> I'm, I'm getting text because i'm supposed to be leaving for something here in just a couple minutes so i um i'm getting a bunch okay of we're,
0: we're 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 about to we're about to wrap up Is just uh any uh, horror movie horror comedy movie premises okay
1: oh you have a go uh did you finish telling the story about the basketball team because i was uh I, I that's when i got booted was you well you were telling that story
0: yeah, I was. Uh, it, it, it still had it, so. Oh, okay, good. And if not, I could just add it in, you know, later on, like, have it as a last-minute
1: thing. Okay, I'll listen back, because I want to hear the story. Um, did you want, Are you recording now, or not yet? Uh,
0: not yet. Uh, give me a... I'll give you a free 2-1, and then we'll start, okay?
1: Sounds good. Sorry about that, man.
0: It's okay. I, it, it's fine. It that's that's podcast life, right?
1: Next time we'll connect through the computer, so it doesn't happen. The reason it's happening is just because it's my phone. I can uh, I can link it through the computer, or uh, you know, do it through my sound or whatever. We'll do that.
0: Okay, three, two, one. All right, Tom and I are going to discuss some uh, horror. Horror comedy movie premises that we would like to see that for some strange reason Hollywood doesn't think Hollywood or Indie wood or whoever, heck, <laughs> Indie branch, <laughs> don't think that we should have. So let's start with you, Tom. What would you like to see for horror comedy premise? First
1: of all, I think that the real horror story is the, uh, the people that run Hollywood. <laughs> Um, I don't, I I think if we could just turn the cameras uh, around backwards, we might get the best horror story ever. All right. Now that I've, uh, killed my career, I've thought it, I've always thought it would be great to have a bunch of monsters that come back that are like the, um, you know, like the Island of Misfit toys type of monsters. Like that just, they just didn't quite cut it and maybe out of some sort of, uh, 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 a rule where, um, you know, they couldn't be uh, discriminated against for not being great monsters. They, they they're allowed to, uh, to just roam the earth freely. And, um, and so I think it would be great to just have these very um, obscure and you know, like, maybe it, maybe it's a Godzilla with with uh, one leg, so he's, like, just walking around in circles or something, you know? I don't know, but I, w- I just always thought it would be funny if they did something that was... I always like horror movies to be funny, and most of them are, but I always thought it would be good to, to just do it in a way where it's completely just off the rails.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I was thinking, since we are about to... Uh, be out of this pandemic, I think it would be kind of you, you know, like a year from now would be funny to have a horror comedy uh, based on, you know, killer tissues and it would be called Tight. or oh, I love sn- it. and people are just trying to blow their noses and these tissues find a way and maybe we could add an element of you know, somehow these are alien creatures and they got on tissue paper for some bizarre reason. And kind of similar to being face huggers from Alien a- as well. Right. But instead of your face, it's your nose. So it's nose huggers. Doing uh-huh. so it a bizarre way they also could be kind of an allegory as well.
1: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
0: And also another one, we know what you did on Howell's Eve, so it's a bunch of concerned parents, and they're trying to protect the child. And in a bizarre way, they accidentally kill a monster in the most funny way possible that you could uh, think of. And so now the uh, all these uh, other monsters are chasing after them, and they're wondering why all these monsters are chasing after them, not realizing that they accidentally killed you know, the monster. So... We know like we, what you did on House Eve, kind of homage to we, we uh I know what you did last summer. So how ha-
1: so they maybe accidentally kill the monster. Maybe the monster is, sees the kids trick or treating, jumps in and uh and gets gets a hold of some candy. Monster has a severe peanut allergy and they're able to locate which house gave him the peanut bar, the peanut butter bar. Maybe not. I don't know. Just an idea. <laughs> well that
0: sounds I, I already want to go see that already, you know. I mean I'm I'm not being biased, I'm being honest. I actually wanna really see that in the movie theater once we're all out in full capacity in movie theaters. Okay, I think I have a couple more and then we'll wrap things up here. So uh Chugga Chugga Boo Boo. Uh, people on a haunted train Everyone needs to figure out Who is haunting the train So kind of a little bit uh, An homage to Agatha Christie in a way But they're trying mm-hmm. to figure out Who's haunting the train And before they get to their destination But the destination They don't really want to be at So that kind of gives a hint right there uh, For your protection uh, Killer condoms
1: <laughs>
0: And human house Or scary shelter A bunch of people are tired of the monsters scaring them, so they attempt on scaring the monsters, and they hope it's a horror success. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Let me have a slice of you takes place in a pizzeria, and it's a pizza monster with an attached pizza slicer for one of their hands. So kind of similar with that says, this is my boomstick." (laughs) (laughs) Have a slice of this. I love it. And I got a a, a couple more. Uh, So, don't tie yourself in its killer ties or even shoelaces. They're really tired of putting them into knots. So, they want to put us into knots. (laughs) And last but not least, but it's kind of personal to me. uh, The pieces don't go together. And it's a puzzle piece monster that turns people into puzzle pieces or even... Uh, has to the point that you have to figure out uh, to get body parts as as puzzle pieces and kind of a little bit an allegory maybe on autism as well. Uh, have it involved some way uh, with autism and they destroyed the, the puzzle piece monster with
1: an infinity loop. I love that. I love it.
0: So... <laughs> Not really, like, but I mean, you could set it up as funny as in you're tr- you know, have people kind of struggling, similar to you know, on Legends of the Hidden Temple with the, the the shrine of the silver monkey, and somehow they're putting the heart in the pancreas area for some bizarre reason, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> did do you have any more premises, or are you all, all horror comedy out?
1: Well, I mean, I don't know how funny it could be, but one of the things that the real life horrors that I see is is like uh sinkholes where you where you'll just see like the earth collapse underneath somebody, and I think that uh if there if if like this sinkhole ended up taking like a humongous city and somehow. As people end up down in the sinkhole, we find out that there's just a, a completely different l- level of like I don't know reptilians or something. Oh,
0: but, okay. So, so the the reptilian society—they're like, oh shoot, they were right. Yeah, it was true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just think it would be, uh, you know, the the sinkhole thing is so crazy because you just go, what wait a minute I, you know what i mean i think that i think that something like that it has the ability to don't terrify people if it's done well on the screen you know i mean they could they could they could take out new york city with cgi with a with a giant sinkhole you know i just i just think it would be amazing
0: I, I i i and i enjoy the premise but i'm going to go a little bit further with that uh, in, instead of a sinkhole, you have a bunch of people, in then you know, con- the, it's in a city full of people, and they're just wondering, you know, it something seems a little bit off, and then they go into the sinkhole and they find out this reptilian society so, as you know some some people out there with tin foil hats uh, think. Right, And it turns out these reptilians Creatures Were controlling everything And they had no idea The You know the strings. and it kind of Can be an allegory on how people are Concerned that maybe there's a lot more Behind the scenes that are in Control than actually what's in front of them
1: Right Exactly I love it So they go like
0: So even they have a joke How do we not see those marionette
1: strings?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. That should do it. Thank you very much, Tom. And if you ever have a chance, please do listen to his. Please check out his stand-up comedy. And also a happy belated birthday to you, Tom. Uh, I hope you had a wonderful one as well.
1: Thanks man I appreciate that and my uh, my comedy schedule is easy to find too it's at giggleslive.com giggleslive.com and if you want to find me on the socials that's xl comic All right <laughs> thanks for having me on buddy i always have fun with you I always we we should do this more often i always think oh we, we need to do it more often and then I, maybe really maybe
0: in a way like cuz i'm kind of again close to finishing one of my side podcast and maybe we could start our own, and it could be called Nothing but Tom Foolery Podcast. <laughs> Nathan, <love> <laughs> Nathan but Tom Foolery. Nathan but Tom Foolery podcast.
1: Nice. <laughs> All right. I appreciate it, man.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Tom. And that should do it as we close the lid on this episode of the Industry or Coffin Cast. Thank you all for listening to this episode of the Industry Horror Coffin Cast. I really do appreciate all of you industry horror hearers and casual listeners out there. And just to add a couple of items. When I mean a side podcast, I mean there was a side podcast that I worked on that is the Blim Blom podcast where... I review a underrated animated series that is short-lived and it's called Mission Hill. That's the side podcast that I meant that was finishing up. And also, I forgot to mention... I would most likely not take the position of being Tottenham Hotspur manager. Why? Because they would think I would be crazy... To use a six-one-free attack formation instead of the regular 442 or any of the other well-known football tactical strategies. And also, there's a basketball tournament coming up, and they have mostly a college alumni. And there's this team that's called the Autism Army, which it's great to have autism representation, but I just wish their design didn't involve puzzle pieces. We understand that the intention is... It was... With good intention. We understand that. But the autism community prefer. Instead of puzzle pieces. To use the infinity loop. As a symbol. Either the golden infinity loop. Or the. Or the rainbow colored. Infinity loop. And also a missed opportunity. For this team. To have infinity loop. Basketball hoop. So that's that's all I have to say. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As I'm Nathan, as I review movies from the horror from the horrifying to the zany. And the coming up episode for the industry horror coffin cast, there's a movie, and it started a blockbuster. That's right. I will review the movie jaws it's getting close to the fourth of july weekend what a better way than to watch jaws for the first time than near the fourth of july weekend so stay tuned for that thank you all for listening and you all have a great rest of your night but just make sure it's not too horrifying